0: All right. Hey, Matt. Hi, Ben. Hey, Father. it's another table chat. Um, and we thought uh, we would maybe just talk about uh, the update that we recently sent out uh, to the church. Uh, many of you listening uh, have read this, um, but I do know a lot of people listen who don't necessarily go to our church. So we thought it might yeah. be worth talking this through. Um, Wednesday night, our staff vestry met to discuss our plans. So Indiana is kind of opening up. Uh, so to speak, mm-hmm. a bit. There's uh, restrictions. Social distancing is being loosened. Certain businesses uh, were allowed to start operating in uh, various ways this week. And then, you know, they gave some guidance for religious institutions, of mm-hmm. which uh, we are one, um, and basically said, hey, starting, so we're in our, our church meets in Marion County in Indianapolis. And so legally starting next week, uh, the 17th of May, Uh, We can start meeting if we want to. Um, But uh, we've decided, uh, based on what we're seeing, the the inconclusivity of the data, et cetera, et cetera, that we're not going to meet in person. Like all of our gatherings are going to be virtual through the end of May, at least. And we're going to kind of monitor things as we go. Um, So, yeah. So, our letter kind of talks through um, some of our rationale, some of our reasoning. Um, about why we uh, wanted to do that, we thought we could talk talk through that um, just on a table chat, real briefly. So, yeah, where should we start? Well, maybe Take we'll just start them. with those statistics that I mentioned. Go for it. Um, they do seem to indicate that infection rates and death rates in in Indiana aren't yet going down, and so the the impulse to open up is not necessarily being uh, fueled by a uh overtime reduction in cases where it's like okay i think you know we can afford to do this safely uh, it seems to have more to do with uh pressures mm. th- you know for for getting things open back up and you know and i understand there is suffering that's going on with uh account economies and getting the economy started and all that kind of stuff but um there is also some projections that got released that are indicating that if we do loosen up social distancing, um, that the daily death rate could actually double by the end of May. And those are all projections, but basically, that's that's a big reason why we just yes. felt like I, I, it doesn't feel responsible to open things back up to gather again when there's, you know, we just don't, we just don't know enough about what what's happening. You yes. know, the data isn't conclusive enough, so we can start there yeah yeah and uh, one way one way that we um, one way that we calculated this is just what's the cost the cost of so there's two mistakes we could make here right one is that we gather again too quickly too soon. the other mistake we could make is that we wait too long and we realize oh we could have gathered earlier yeah um. But, to us, the cost of gathering too soon feels a lot higher than the cost of gathering a few weeks later than we could have cost of gathering a few weeks later is more irritation. There's isolation, there's loneliness, and we're not belittling that. but but yeah, the cost of gathering too soon is potentially contributing
1: in to, extreme cases like abuse and neglect, and
0: oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh,
1: you know depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. Now, we haven't heard that happening in our church, but um yeah. You know, some of the things, some of the realities that surround those issues are they are typically private, secret. So Mm -hmm. I don't presume if they were happening, we would know about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So if you're you're listening and you're experiencing that uh, invitation exists to reach out.
0: Yes, please do. Please do. But anyway, all of that leads us to basically not have uh, that much confidence that gathering in person is a wise uh, or safe or loving thing to do at this time. Um, even with, you know, some of the sanitary issues, we, uh, sanitary measures we could, uh, put in place. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of our decision is uh, that we're, we're not going to do anything at least through the end of May. Um, some people in our church are relieved by this. Um, other people in our church, uh, are really disappointed by this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and, you know, maybe a lot of people are both relieved and disappointed, <laughs> which I think is possible, you know, um, to say, hey, uh, I'm relieved I don't have to make a decision about attending uh, a church gathering that may not be as safe. But, you know, I I, I feel this, Matt. I, I feel, you know, I felt like I was done with online meetings about three or four weeks ago. Yeah. But, you know, they just keep going. And so I feel very impatient. Um, I feel very um, weary, yeah, of doing everything online, of kind of having this human contact reduced uh, to this amount. So, so I'm disappointed. Yeah, me too. I'm disappointed in my decision.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's helpful just to say that, like, I don't know a single person I haven't heard from a single person and certainly you or I don't think this that prefers what we're doing now. Or right. would want would want this. Yeah. What, you know, uh, I, I actually the have best thing ever. Yeah. I actually have heard from one person that they're having the time of their life in quarantine. Uh <laughs> I, I don't know if that was cheeky or joking but uh yep. they did write me a fairly long message about it. Hmm. But uh other than that there isn't um anybody that's relishing yeah. this isolation. Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess just to, just to communicate what's in our hearts, um, I, I have every human and I think every, uh, individual personal desire to, to regather, mm-hmm. uh, when it is wise and loving.
0: Yes. So I, do too.
1: And I wish that, I wish that was April 28th.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> of, totally. Of, of 2020. You know, yeah, right. Yeah, not not next year. Not next year. <laughs> Please God know. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I think that's I think that's right. And that 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 we have to keep coming back to that. The rubric the rubric by which we're making these decisions is not self-preservation. It's not fear for our lives. Yeah. It's love for neighbor, which is it, it's this weird, ironic it feels ironic in a in a uh in a way. Mm. Just because, you know, we're like, this is how pandemics work. And so it's kind of like walking around with a face mask is not protecting me. It's protecting you. Yeah, (laughs) right. Like, and so not gathering is not necessarily saying like we, you know, everybody hide in your homes from the virus. Not gathering is a way of saying we don't want to contribute to our community, uh, the the spread of this virus in our communities. And so there's a, there's a love for neighbor um, Mm -hmm. is, is the guiding principle uh, for the way that we want to make these decisions. So we're going to keep, and you know, part of this, like I said earlier, part of this is the lack of data. So we're going to keep monitoring what happens. You know, there's websites that I check and we, and we put links to these uh, things in the, um, in the letter. Well, actually there's some updated links too, that we'll put that are, that have to do not just with the country as a whole, but with Indiana, which is important right? Right. um, because obviously that's where we live. So, we're just monitoring those things and saying, what do, What do these statistics tell us about the spread of the virus and the safety of gathering? Um, I think the other thing to mention is that we are actively planning on, like, what will worship look like when we come back together? Um, I, I don't, it, I mean, I'm almost 100% certain it won't look exactly like it did before the pandemic, uh, at least for a while. Right. And so we're, you know, we're thinking through uh, cleanliness, cleaning procedures, and, uh, a lot of our liturgical action, you know, um, passing the peace, uh, you know, a a lot of those things are going to need to change. Maybe even congregational singing. Maybe we can't do that for a while, uh, based on what they're learning about aerosols and, you know, all all kinds of stuff. So there's just so many unknowns, uh, but just know that we are monitoring that stuff. Uh, we're checking on it every day and um making actively making plans for what what would it look like for us to gather back again uh, mm-hmm. in worship once it seems wise and safe and loving to do so? Yes so that's probably it. Oh, one more thing.
1: Well, I just want to acknowledge, like we you guys are exceedingly patient and generous and understanding. yeah, like you i uh, it's such a it's such a pleasure to serve you as as your priest. Because of um, the charity and the graciousness and the understanding and the patience you extend to Ben and I, Um, unbidden, we received an email from a family in our church that's like, Hey, we want to purchase, we want to purchase like masks for everybody in our church when we gather again. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you, but I'm not sure when we'll gather. Uh, So um, maybe, maybe, hang on to the money, like maybe like wait to purchase, or maybe you purchase them now because who knows, like if there'll be masks, if this right. thing persists, you know? Um, and, and their response was, well, what we'll does, we'll just donate the money to the benevolence fund and you guys can buy the masks if we need them when we gather, or if not, you can disperse it however you want. Yeah. And so um, I just share that s- story as a token mm-hmm. that, that is illustrative of how wonderful you all are. Yeah. And I, I think that's that is not that's not a out of the ordinary kind of move that is no. that is it's in, that's congruent yeah, it's congruent yeah. with who you all are. So yeah. I, I mean this may change. We all might go crazy and start biting each other's heads off. but I <laughs> yeah. depending on how long this lasts, uh, I, I'm, it's certainly in me to do that, right? It's certainly in mm-hmm. me to become impatient and yeah. irascible. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that I just want to point out that I'm grateful for each of you and that. Um, I think, I think y'all are doing a good job.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. For, good job, everybody. For, um, Yep. Nobody's ever done this before, uh, but we think you guys are getting an A plus, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of how you've handled this. Um, so mm-hmm. thank you for being wonderful. Um, if you do need to, one, may, one, maybe last thing, if you do need to schedule time, if you do have, if you want to talk about something, if you have questions about something, if there's, maybe you just need, you know, to vent a little bit about Mm -hmm. uh, how you're feeling or whatever. Uh, we did put some links to, you can schedule some time with, uh, Matt or I, um, just, you know, on the phone or over zoom or whatever you want, um, just to talk about whatever you want. So there's a way to do that on the website. If you just Mm -hmm. check uh, this letter on the website. And finally, um, I, I've just had this conviction lately too, that, um, you know, part of, part of leading through this is that we, we want to make wise choices, you know, watch what the virus mm-hmm. is doing, that kind of thing. But part of, it, part of it is like we're Christians and God shares his power with us in prayer. And so I have had this conviction that I don't want us to stop praying for the simple thing that right. like like children reach for this right away. Right. Like, let's pray that God makes the virus go away. Right, like that would that would be great, you know. If God brought healing, if God mm-hmm. uh, brought uh, stemmed the tide of this pandemic, so let's continue to pray uh, like that. Church, let's not grow. I find myself growing weary of it sometimes because I, you know, I don't see the immediate answer to prayer, and it feels easier to just kind of control what I can control. Um, but I'm I'm trying to lean into that. So I invite you to to do that with me. Um, and one of the best prayers that I uh, have seen uh, that's come out of this is from David Taylor. It's a Prayer for a Time of Pestilence. Um, So I thought we'd just end, uh, end the podcast with that prayer. Let's do it. All right. Oh, Lord, you who are the refuge of the poor and needy, we ask that you would save us from the pestilence that stalks in the darkness and the plague that destroys at midday. Be our sun and shield. Be our fortress. Be our comfort this day. May we not fear any evil but rather trust in your might to save and your wisdom to guide so that we might rest always in the shadow of the almighty in the name of the one who heals our diseases. Amen.
1: Amen.